You are listening to the Feast Podcast from the Light of Jesus family. We share here significant and heartfelt messages for you to reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face your challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. I miss you guys. I want to show you, you know, I really believe this, that when you do the right thing and you just follow Jesus, He works behind the scenes. Can everybody say behind the scenes? Sometimes you're, you're working on A and something is happening in B. You don't see it, but you're working on A, but what God is doing is that He's working on B. And, and then you're just shocked because five years later, ten years later, you say, huh, I was just working on A, but why, is it harv- why, why am I harvesting from B? Are you listening to what I'm saying? You, you don't know what I'm talking about, right? We, we've been working the feast here in the Philippines. We've been working our feast among Filipinos. I want to show you this video. I just came from Jakarta, Indonesia. Thousands of people at the feast. 2% of them were Filipinos. 98% were all Indonesians. And I had to preach, of course, in English, and then a translator will translate to Bahasa Indonesia. One sentence English, one sentence Bahasa. So, so I, I, I had to, you know, do that adjusting. And, but I'm seeing... This is, this is the great thing. God is at work, right? And sometimes you don't see it, but God is at work. In your life, God is at work. You, you don't see it, but behind the curtain, God is working. Say amen. Encourage somebody beside you. Tell that person, God is working. God is working. You, you don't see it, but He's there. He's working And is making wonderful things. Let's pray together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Everybody with conviction. Today I receive all of God's love for me. Today I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today I open myself so I become more like Jesus every day. Today I proclaim that I'm God's beloved, I'm God's servant, I'm God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I'll just preach from one verse. One verse. John chapter 7, verse 38. Jesus said, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Out of our hearts will flow. Put your hand over your heart. There's a river inside that heart. It is the river of God's love. The river of the love that created this universe. In your heart flows the river 
of God's love, the same love that created every cell in your body, every fiber in your being. That same love is flowing in your heart. The same love that resurrected Jesus' body from the tomb. The greatest miracle in all human history. Everybody say Jesus in Jesus' name. Thank you for this river of living water. Amen. Amen. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Give the Lord a big hand. Love him today. Love him love him. I want to tell you a story. Oh, you can be seated for a while. Just be seated. I'm going to tell you a story. I, I have a, once upon a time, I was, I was, hey Audie, you want to sit down? Awkward. Did, did, did this guy take good care of you while I was away? Are you sure? He, you know, just checking. I know, I, I, I know. I, I received messages from, in social media, thousands of people message me on social media and they, they, they tell me all, all sorts of things. Uh, and some of those things was that uh, this guy did a great job. So That is so strange because people would also message me how you're such an amazing preacher also. Yeah. You know. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one day, one day, I was with a group of friends... And we were, we were going to this lovely retreat house up on a hill. And then so when we arrived in the foot of the hill, riding the car, I had this brilliant idea, or so I thought, brilliant. I said, the weather is beautiful. I want to go out. I don't want to ride the car up to the hill. I want to walk, you know. Who's with me? And then I thought everybody will say, yeah. <laughs> You know what happened? They said, yeah, we'll pray for you. <laughs> you know, they, were, they became my intercessory team. So I went out of the car, started walking. There was another friend, you know, who maybe out of guilt uh, went out and walked with me. So we were two guys walking up the hill and uh, I began to feel thirsty. And, and you know, the, the sun was really hot on our back and... I, I asked my companion, you're, I'm, I'm thirsty. You're, you're, and he said, yeah, I'm thirsty. You know, and he got, got, a, got, a, got a candy, gave it to me. He said, I have one in my mouth already. This will help. And I said, didn't you attend Boy Scout basic training? You know, when you're hiking and you're thirsty, how many of you know that? You should never take a candy. You know that? You don't. Did you attend basic Boy Scout training? You know, because what happens is this, you, you, you get relief a bit. But then after a while, the sugar will make you thirstier. So anyway, I was, I was saying that to my friend. And I said, 
And, I, and he said, yeah. <coughs> I'm, 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 it's, it's burning, it's burning in my mouth. And anyway, in my, in my throat, he said. So, so we, we started walking, and I, I was really thirsty. And I had another problem. My problem was that I did not leave my backpack. It, my backpack, I didn't leave it in the car. So I was, I was walking like that, you know. And I was saying, oh gosh, it's getting sore in my back and in my shoulders. The straps were just digging in my shoulder. Anyway, finally we arrived. And when we arrived, I saw my lazy friends chatting. And then when they saw us, you know what they did? They pretended to be praying. So, and as, as, we, as we were there and I was looking at them and I was walking towards them, my companion said, Bo, why did you bring your backpack? And he said, yes, I should have left it in the car. And then he said, what's inside? I said, my laptop. And then when I said my laptop, I said, no, my laptop is very light. This is heavy. Why, why is it heavy? And, and, and so I, I got it. I opened it. And I saw OMG. This is a true story. So I want you to know that the preacher in front of you sometimes suffers from brain damage, okay? I was hiking up the hill, very thirsty, totally forgetting. I had a bottle of water that could have solved my problem. You know why I share you that story? Ask me why. Because the Bible verse we just read was that Jesus said, in your heart, there is a river of living water. And you know what? Many times in our journey, in our life, we're walking around and we're spiritually thirsty. We're looking for love. We're looking for joy. We're looking for peace. We're looking for God. We're looking for God's love. Sometimes we don't know we're looking for God's love. We're just looking for something. We're looking for meaning. We're looking for fulfillment. We're looking for something that will give us tranquility. And We're looking for something we don't know. I'll tell you what. This is what happens. Ask me what? We get distracted with candy. The candy of pleasure. The candy of power. The candy of praise from other people. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The candy of distraction. When you catch yourself playing a video game, and it's already the fourth R. When you catch yourself watching a telenovela, and it's a binge. When, when you catch yourself being distracted, you know, all these things are okay. But if you make it your candy, are you getting what I'm saying? If you're making entertainment or power or pleasure or riches your candy, I'll tell you what, you're going to get thirstier. You need to connect. Everybody say connect. To the river that is inside you. Touch somebody beside you again and say, there's a river in you. There's a river in you. And you, you don't, don't just walk around thirsty. There's, there's a river in you. There's a river in you. And so, Audie and I, we're going to sit down. We're going we're gonna to talk. And we're going to talk about the only way I believe you can connect to that river inside you. Ask me how. how? It's only through prayer. Everybody say prayer. prayer. 
And Audie and I, we're going to talk about prayer. We're going to talk about how to pray. In fact, we're going to talk about, Audie, we're going to call it, instead of calling it prayer time or devotional time or quiet time, those are the usual terms that people use. I want to use the word God time. God time. God time. Yeah. Every person should have a God time. And, and uh, Audie, you first. What is prayer for you? Very good question. Um, prayer for me is your direct communication to God. Consider yourself like you're in a journey. Mm -hmm. like you're headed towards this very specific destination, mm -hmm. but you don't know how to get there. You don't have a, a, a clue how to get there. Yes. But what you have in your pocket is maybe a smartphone. In your smartphone, you can use it to call whoever it is that is already there, the person that you're going to. Let's say that person represents God. That cell phone is the prayer. It's a tool that, so that you can use it to communicate to God. Beautiful, beautiful. I love that. Prayer for me is, you know, a lot of people think that prayer is something that you do for God. But in my mind, <laughs> God is God. What, what, what can we do for Him? Are you with me? So, I've, the way I look at prayer is this. It's not me doing something for God. It's giving Him space so that He does something in my life. And having a, put it this way, I believe prayer is giving God giving permission for God to love me. That's the main thing that I believe prayer is. And you're right. It's, it's, a, it's like a cell phone that you're, you're in a journey and, and you, you connect to that. In fact, I believe it's relationship. And that's why I compare it to my relationship with my beautiful wife and uh, who's videoing me right now. <laughs> you know, my, the reason why... Our marriage, Sweets, is strong. It's because of two things. Daily connection and weekly dates. Every day, we, we kind of like decided we're going to connect with each other. Sometimes that happens when I arrive home from work. Sometimes that happens before we sleep. We kind of like connect and we discuss what are our highs and our lows. What are the things that are we're most grateful for and those which we're least grateful for. That connection is very important, that daily thing. And then, of course, we have our weekly dates. So when, when it comes to relationships, Audi, one of the things I've realized is that relationships have a balance. You need to reach this balance of structure. Everybody say structure. Structure. Spontaneity. Spontaneity. It's like those are two opposites, but you need to balance them to have a good relationship. Your relationship with God, your God time should have both structure and spontaneity. Amazing. I love that word spontaneity because it, it tells us so much about how we are so different from one another. Like uh, me and my wife, when we were, um, uh, when we didn't have Ethan yet, yes. our son, we used to pray together every night. Uh, we would have our reflection using companion. We would, we would have a dialogue. We call it a dialogue. But then when Ethan came, we had to be very spontaneous when it came to our prayer time because we had to change things up a bit. You know, we didn't have the, the same amount of time that we enjoyed when we were still 
uh, just the two of us. Now we were three people. And so I really believe in that thing that you need to be, to be spontaneous. Don't be too scrupulous. Everybody say scrupulous. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, ang lalim naman Scrupulous means being too attentive to details. You know, like you, you, you want to pray on a specific time, a specific date, with a specific emotion, wearing a specific set of clothes. That's being scrupulous, all right? Being spontaneous is very different. You know, you're, you're not very attuned to the details, but you're just working around yeah. whatever it is yeah. that's available to that's you. That's right. Yeah. So, structure and spontaneity. Both, you need to balance. Structure. You need to structure your God time, specifically TPF. Everybody say TPF. TPF. You need to have structured time, place, and form. Let's talk about time. My wife and I, for the past 20 years, we've always had our weekly dates. And the reason why we've been able to hold on to that is because it's on a Tuesday. We've fixed it. You know, if... I know husbands and wives, they say, oh, let's have a weekly date. When? Oh, one of these days. And sometimes what happens is because you're so busy, it never happens. But what we did, it was structure. So your God time will really, really be blessed if you have some type of structure time. Peg it at a particular time. So for our weekly dates, for example, it's Tuesday. But it's spontaneous. Why? Why? Week, week by week, our needs are different. Some Tuesdays, we go in a restaurant. Some Tuesdays, we stay at home because we're so exhausted and we just put our feet up and we cuddle in the couch. Some Tuesdays, it's a little bit more formal. We, we put a laptop in front, we open it, we talk about our schedules and our calendar. So, so it's different. So there's spontaneity, but there's structure because there's structured time. Your God time should have some structure. And you need to have the best time. Um, what do you call that, Audie? Prime time. Prime time. You need to give God your prime time. You, you have to make sure that you're very alert and awake. All right? Don't give God your time when you're sleepy. You know what happens when you pray? Sometimes you just fall asleep. You got to give God your prime time. Don't give God. Somebody said this. It wasn't me. Don't give God what's left. Give Him what's right. All right? Give Him your prime time. Touch your neighbor and say, give God your prime time. Give God your prime time. And, and, and you know, people ask me this question, uh, when's the best time to pray? That depends on you. Most of us, everybody say most. Most of us will probably be better off praying early, first thing in the morning. Like the moment you wake up, for most of you, it should like, like go there. Jesus did that. Mark, Mark chapter 1 verse 35, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. And, and I, I, I will recommend that to you. Like, do you have five minutes? Do you have five minutes? You know, people tell me, Brother Bo, I'm so busy, I cannot pray. You don't have five minutes? You don't have five minutes? Start there. And then later on, if, if you want to add on it, then add on it. Make it 10, make it 15. But if you can, pray first thing in the morning. That's a structure. Now, some of you will say, I'm not a morning person. That's fine. Pray during lunchtime. Pray. I have a friend. She prays during lunch. She, she, she eats lunch in her cubicle. And then she says that after eating her quick lunch, 
She will, you know, spend time, open the Bible, you know, connects with God. She'll have her God time there. I, I know of a housewife, she will let everybody in the house leave, her husband, her kids. And when they're all, all gone and her house is all to herself, that's when she has her God time. So it really depends on you. When is your God time? Here's number two, place. Place is a very good psychological anchor. It helps you, reminds you, okay, it's time to connect with God. Look for a, maybe it's a corner in your home. It could be a chapel that you pray in, in school or in the office. It could be a chair, just a simple chair. But every time you look at that chair, you say, that's where I connect with God. I have a friend, he calls it chair time. You know, I'm, I'm having my chair time. Because when he sits in that chair, that's, that's for God. He even bought a chair, would you believe? <laughs> he bought a special chair. And, and he said, it works for me. I said, well, if it works for you, go ahead. So he bought a chair, a special chair. That's where he prays every single day. Number three is form. And, and this is where I come in and I tell people, guys, this is, you know, people ask me this question. Brother Bo, I still don't know how to pray. How do you pray? What should I do? I will teach you today. Are you ready? Everybody say, I'm listening. I'm listening. Have a structured form. The first thing you do, ask me what? What? Open the Bible and read the Word of God. That's the first thing you do. Because when you let God speak to you, everything else will be a response to what He told you. Make sense? God makes the first move always. So open the Bible, read the mass readings of the day. Ask me why. why? Because when you read the mass readings for the day, you're reading with the entire Catholic Church. And, and even other non-Catholics are following that as well. Some, some denominations do. So you're, you're reading with the whole body of Christ. You're connecting with the mystical body. What is God telling the entire church? So, how will you know the mass readings for the day? We've been publishing this for decades. Didache. Didache. Very simple. It says the, the books of the Bible, the chapter, and the verse. And then a short reflection. If you are someone who says, I don't even know where to look for, you know, Matthew and Genesis, you know. Uh, well, read, get, get this instead. This, this has already the passages of the scripture. You don't even have to open the Bible. It's already there. All right? Gabai is the Tagalog translation of Didache. Right? So if you want Tagalog, that's fine. Companion is the scripture passages. And then we even created this, Sabbath. Sabbath, deeper reflections because the priests wrote their homilies here. If you want it, it's, it's, these are options that you can take. So what's the first thing you're going to do when you do your God time? What's number one? Read the Bible. Read the, Bible. Read the Word. Let the Word speak to your heart. All right? How do you say this again? Goodbye. Goodbye. I love it. How about this? Dideke. 
I love that. Just to share, all right, just to add on to that. Crazy I just guy. have to say that. But my wife and I love companion. We, we use this a lot. Um, I love that thing, that suggestion that you did. You read the word first before you, before you start anything. That's the first thing that you're supposed to do. One thing that I usually do before I read God's word is that I ask him or the spirit a specific question. Whether it's a, it's a question that I need to do for that week or it's a big question that yeah, I need to, to right. answer right. for a specific time in my life. It always helps to ask the Spirit a specific question and then you will be surprised that mm. God will answer you through His Word. You guys should do that. Very, yeah. very... We're Catholic, guys. You know, before I read the Bible, before I read the Word, I make the sign of the cross and I do it slowly. <laughs> so, uh, we, we, for Catholics, we make the sign of the cross as though we're swatting flies, you know. Like, Hello, that's, that's Jesus, you know. When you say, in the name of the Father, you're letting the Father bless you, touching your forehead. In the name of the Son, you're letting Jesus touch your heart and, your, and the very core of your being. In the name of the Holy Spirit, you're letting the Holy Spirit embrace you. And then what you're doing, and I, I, I shared this already with you, I think I shared this already with you, that what you're doing in the sign of the cross, you are declaring your price tag. It was the cross. Jesus paid his life for you. This is how valuable you are every time you make it. So, so before, before I read the Bible, I, I do it slowly, reverently, in the name of the Father. I receive the blessing of the Father and the Son and then the Holy Spirit. And then and I, I do what, 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 what Audie said. You, know, you, you say, Lord, speak to me. You know, if there's a question in your mind, ask him. And then open the Bible or, or whatever and, and speak. Okay, structure, structured time, structured place, structured form. So number one is let the word speak. And then when God speaks, everything else is a response. Now how do you respond? Spontaneously. Spontaneously. Meaning to say, when, when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, I was taught that prayer time should be ACTS, A-C-T-S, adoration, Contrition, thanksgiving, supplication, A-C-T-S. And I stuck with that, you know. When, when I was very, very young, one minute for adoration, one minute for contrition, one minute for thanksgiving, one minute for supplication. But I, I remember I had a scrupulous conscience at that time when I was a teenager. I, 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 I always felt guilty all the time. You know, I would always be saying, you know, maybe, maybe I had lustful thoughts or maybe I had thoughts of pride. You know? So what, what happened was in my prayer time, I would have one minute of adoration, you know. Thank you, glory, worship, praise God, praise God. And then after that contrition, forgive me for my sins. And then I'd get stuck. I'd, I'd get stuck for 45 minutes, you know, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. <laughs> and uh, that, that was me. But then, so... Thanks be to God, that didn't last. Uh, I outgrew that. I learned that God is a God of love and mercy, and, and He doesn't look at my sins, but He looks at me, and He, he loves me, you know, and uh, it, it changed my life. So I'm, I'm going to recommend, for those of you who are starting, ACTS is wonderful. It's, it's a good thing to do. Spend one minute in adoration. You can read the Psalms. The Psalms is a songbook. You can... Get a guitar if you're a musical person and play a worship, worship song to God. You can actually put on headphones 
and listen to a worship song and sing along. Plugging on worship feast, feast worship, feast worship, feast worship, feast music, feast worship. We have our own songs. You can get it from Spotify. You can get it from, um, you know, um, and listen and, and sing. So that's adoration. What I do now for adoration is I just be quiet and I just inhale God's love. I, I, just, I just allow God to gaze at me. That's my adoration and it's, it, I love it, you know. I, I do breathing exercises the moment I wake up and I just, that, that's part of my adoration. I just breathe in the love of God. Number two is contrition. Doing an examination of conscience is beautiful. Just going through the day and ask yourself this question. When did I not love? When, when did I not love? When did I not become Jesus to someone else? You know, just asking that question. And then thanksgiving. Going through your day. This is powerful. Thanking God for every blessing, enumerating them. And then number four, supplication, asking for blessings from God. Very helpful. I remember when I was still starting out in the community, I was what you would, you would call a baby Christian. Yes. I came in in a light group. How many of you are in a light group? Praise the Lord. In the light group, if you're new, the worst thing that can happen to you is when they assign you to do the prayer. Have you ever experienced that? Oh, I prayer and then you're hiding in the corner. Why, why me? And I, 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 I remember very vividly, there was one person in, the, in our group. It was Mike Vinyas, the builder of Feast Bellevue. Mike was, uh, he started early in community, 13 years old, just like you. And so he, he knew how to pray. And this guy was so articulate with his prayers. He had that kind of prayer that every time you heard him and you didn't know what to say, you would tell the Lord, Lord, that's my prayer. That's how articulate he was with his prayers. And I remember one time I asked Mike, how is it that you know how to pray so well? Yeah. And you know what he told me? He just said, well, this is how I pray behind closed doors. Mm. A lot of people think that, you know, when you pray to the Lord, especially in public, that we rehearse our lines. Most of it is not rehearsed. Most of it comes through the Spirit that speaks through us. And I didn't know that when I was starting out. But when I found out, because I asked Mike to teach me how to pray, and, and he mentored me, he taught me acts. Mm. And it, just, it was so revolutionary for somebody like me who was starting out because it helps to know, how do you pray? Because when you don't know acts, and you, know, you think prayer is all about just asking God for things. It's all about petition, petition, petition. Here's what I need, Lord. Here's That's right. what I want. Here's what I want you to do you lose sight of, of the true meaning of prayer. It's all about connecting with God, adoring Him, asking for His mercy, asking for His forgiveness, and, and being, uh, being present at all times, thanking the Lord for the blessings that you've received. So this is very helpful for everybody who might be starting out in your spiritual journey to have that kind of structure to, to, help, you, to help you along that process of learning how to pray. Beautiful, beautiful. So we covered on structure let me, let, me, let me zero in on spontaneity. Relationships need to have spontaneity. And one of the things I've noticed is like right now, after 40 plus years of, of trying to walk with the Lord, um, I, I don't follow acts anymore because what happens is I just, 
I think 99% of my prayers is gratitude, is thanksgiving. 99, I'm not kidding. It's like, it's like I just, I, every time I pray, it's, thank you, Lord. You know, thank you, God, for every blessing. I'm, I'm, th- that's me now. And I'm just so grateful. I, I, would, I would enumerate all the blessings, whether it's my breath or whether it's the fact that I'm alive and I can see and I can touch and I can hear and I can smell. Whether it's, you know, I, I have this wonderful wife beside me and I've got these two boys and I've, I've got these this great sisters around me who love me. And, you know, my friends and my, my you know, I just, I just think of all these things and I say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Even when I ask for forgiveness, <laughs> Lord, thank you for forgiving me. <laughs> And even when I ask for stuff, like I've got petitions, right? Instead of saying, Lord, give me this, I say, Lord, thank you in advance. You're going to give me that. Thank you. <laughs> so it's, it's, that's where I am now. So there, there are, I think um, there is spontaneity because, number one, you get mature. And when you mature in your spiritual life and in your relationship, like, like, I remember, we've been 20 years married, and our relationship now is very different from when we started. We have grown so much that I just look at you, you just look at me the way we look at each other now. <laughs> and uh, we, we already are speaking. It's, it's, it's amazing. So, so that's what happens, I guess, in, in your prayer life. Number two. Uh, personality. There's spontaneity because there's personality. If you are a writer, for example, I will recommend that you, part of your prayer time is writing on a journal because that's who you are. I, I'm a writer, so I, I like writing in my journal. Make sense? Let's say you're not a writer. Then don't force yourself to write on a journal. Maybe you're more musical. Then put on those headphones and listen to 16 Worship songs every day and just worship God with it. Make sense? If you are talkative, raise your hand if you are. All the sanguine people here. If you are talkative, you know what you do? Right after reading the Bible and praying, look for someone to talk to. I'm not kidding. Maybe your friend, maybe your husband, maybe your mother. You know, come here, come here. This is what God told me. And you share. And then, what did God tell you? You know, let that be part of the prayer. And, and, and so, personality. Use your personality. Use your prayer language. God gave you a specific prayer language to pray. Here's number three. Seasonality. Like, what's the season you are in? The, the story I, I, I share here, Audie, is the, this, this, this uh, friend of mine. She prays every morning for 30 minutes and she loves it. She wakes up, goes to her dining table with her Bible, with her coffee mug, and then she opens her Bible, she gets her little journal, she writes down, she, she, she puts on her earphone, sings, sings one song. She loves those 30 minutes. It's like it's, it's her precious jewel, you know, highlight of her day. And then catastrophe happens. Her boss reassigns her to an office two hours away. And so every morning, she has, to, she has to wake up, I don't know, 4 o'clock in the morning, rush to her FX, and ride that FX for two hours. So she was complaining to me, Brother Bo, my prayer time is gone, you know. 
And, and she was really frustrated. And I told her, hey, what are you doing in the FX? And she said, nakakahiya kay Lord? Magdasal doon? No! You know? And so one month later, I meet her again, and she's so happy because she said, Brother Bo, my prayer time is now two hours. I read the Bible. I listen. I worship. You know, I, I, I love it. I love it every morning, connecting with God. And because at that season of her life, that's, that's it. You have, you have some thoughts there? I uh, was just thinking about how my seasons have changed over the years. When I was still single, I, I had so much time praying to the Lord. My perfect time was in the morning when I would wake up. And then when I got married, uh, we would be doing it in the evening. But then when Ethan came, you know, things started to change. Because, you know, your wife, uh, your, your son becomes a priority as well. So now, my prayer time, you would not believe this, but I would pray at night, in the evening, when they're both asleep, while I was ironing the clothes. I iron the clothes, by the way. So if my clothes are a little bit, you know, rumpled, that's my fault. <laughs> I'm accepting services, by the way, if you guys need an, you know. Part-time job. Part-time. If you, if you have... <laughs> so if, if, if you don't recognize those three things, maturity, personality, seasonality, you know, there's a big tendency for us to compare ourselves with other people. Why? magdasal, 30 minutes, 2 hours, 3 hours, and yet me, I'm struggling. You have to really respect your maturity and recognize that am I in that season already of my, of my maturity, of my walk with God. And also, you have to love your unique personality. I, I love that, that saying that you said that you have your own prayer language. You know, God created you in a very unique way and used that set of skills that He gave you, but also to respect the season that you're in. Because life comes in seasons. Can everybody say that? Life comes in seasons. The season of your life right now, maybe you don't have as much time as you used to have before in the past. And so you just make use of that. And, and life becomes beautiful when you respect all three forms. Beautiful. So in addition to whatever you're doing now, whether it's praying the rosary every day, going to the blessed sacrament, or going to mass every day, if these are, you know, just... The, the idea is this. You want to connect to the river of living water that's already in you. Do I hear a loud amen? amen? I am now going to give you, this is very important, part of the talk, 60 seconds each. Pick a partner. And, and I want you to share for 60 seconds the when, the where, and the how of your God time. When are you going to pray? Where are you going to pray? And how, meaning the form that you're going to pray. Just share it in 60 seconds. Share for 60 seconds and listen for another 60 seconds. We're going to use that time. While you're doing that, we're going to remove these tables and chairs and Audie will come back and he's going to give you one final message. Go ahead. When are you going to do your God time? Where are you going to do your God time? How are you going to do your God time? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Light of Jesus family. For more messages like these, please visit lightfam.com 
podcasts.